Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, good evening. Welcome to Devil's Advocate Podcast on this uh, very somber of days. Um, hard to know where to begin. Hard to know how I'm feeling, how I'm going to sum it up. Um, so I might just stay quiet tonight and let the lads do it on my behalf because I'm not 100% sure where I am uh, with the team. Before we start, before I introduce everybody, a uh, big reminder that we are partnered up with Manchester Mind. Um, I'm going to put a number across the bottom in a moment where you can text and donate just a reminder that manchester mind is there for anybody and everybody who just needs maybe somebody to talk to maybe somebody to just listen to them and not even talk back somebody to put their arm around people and um, the team here at the devil's advocate podcast are always available through our twitter handles if you want to reach out to us in, in any guise any form uh, just for a confidential chat, we are here for you. Um, so, uh, introducing the panel, uh, I've got with me uh, Hammer, of course. Uh, good to see you, Hammer. Uh, Sean, um, I think it's only about our fifth time working together, isn't it, pal? So, welcome. And, of course, the one and only, uh, the weekly steel chair himself, uh, Reese, who uh, hasn't even cut his... No, he hasn't combed his hair today for some reason. I don't quite know where he's... He's normally uh, far, far better groomed. Uh, as you can see, I'm digressing because uh, personally, I'm totally fed up and pissed off with today's uh, performance. But without further ado, let's jump straight into it, Hammer. Um, take us around the houses. Let everybody know your feelings on the game. Yeah, well, two, two initial things I'll say before getting to the game. One on the Manchester on the Manchester Mind thing. Um, I do very much um, support that, and I do want to say I know I mentioned a couple times at the end of shows that I've been on about my podcast um, about mental health. That's in my link. The only reason I'm bringing it up again is I um, if anybody from the show is watching it because I do get updates weekly on how many um, downloads and views my podcast gets. So I have seen a little bit of an uptick. So if anybody is watching it, I do appreciate it. Um, and then also for what I'm guessing is Keen in there. Uh, yes, I do have a fresh trim. I cut off the ponytail and all that for the first time since 2019. So it's been a while since I had short hair. Um, and then now to the game, what I'll say is the main line that I was thinking coming to the end of the game for all these players, I, I, out, you know, outside of whatever issue we want to have with Ten Hag and all that, is inconsistency has been their biggest consistency for years. Um and I think it speaks a lot to certain players that are still here who has been here for all the time that we've been struggling, basically, um, since post-Sir Alex. So for today's game, it was just frustrating. We weren't up from it for the start. Um, for the first 15 minutes alone, we looked, you know, like foam was on the front foot just to start off the game. Um, and we didn't we didn't look clean. We didn't we didn't look um disciplined as a lot of times we end up seeing a lot of these players and it just continued throughout the game there was a few moments of spurts that looked like you know we were going to do something um, just quickly you mentioned right. we were disciplined is that something that fulham uh stopped us from doing is that something we couldn't be bothered to do or is that something 
I think at times teams get us undisciplined, but today it was us. Today we just we didn't come in. I don't think anybody in the team had a right head coming in from the start. It seemed right, like it, it just didn't look like they were ready for a, a match today or a fight today. Um, so I think today it was our own doing that we were undisciplined. I think, and I, and the unfortunate thing is because I saw some comments about it as well. Even some of the senior guys, you know, we know Bruno can have a hot head, but even some of the guys who are more experienced, who you think would pull everybody back together didn't really seem to be pulling people back together. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, I'll just say that, you know, I'm sure we'll get more into depth in the, in the, in the next uh, few conversations, but it's the inconsistency for this, for the majority of this squad that I think outside of the obvious lack in quality and lacking depth of the overall team um, it's the inconsistency that kills whatever we try to get going every season. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. Uh, Sean, what was your overall feelings uh, of the game, and and how, you know, was it was it the way that Fulham set up that stifled us, or was it just our own inability and desire that uh, allowed Fulham to come away with three points? Um, I suppose a, a mixture of of all of the above, really, Stu. For me, I think Hamas sort of touched on it. We never really came out of the traps at all. Um, you know, and I always find that when even when we play well recently. Um, we've been poor in spells and today there was only one spell where we played anyway near or hungry enough to claw something back and we got a goal and, and maybe threatened a second um, you know but I mean really really um, today wasn't it um, I thought Fulham set up to, to cover us man to man stopping passes and some of the passes were extremely sloppy Um you know, I felt that they were they were to feet, but to the wrong feet. Um, you know, very often, which is not something I I would remember any Manchester United team in history kind of doing frequently. And and I saw a lot of that today, which really disappointing. Um, yeah. I thought that they were playing balls across the across the front of the box from the touchline into the ghost of Rasmus Highland. You know. Um, which was, again, you know, disappointing. There was a couple that flashed across. There was nobody there on the end of them. You know, McCormany did that once, and, and Garnacho definitely did once or twice. And I think, you know, we just missed the... Look, we've seven players out injured at the moment, and, and I don't think injuries are a major excuse for the way the performance was today. The, the 11 lads that were on the pitch today are still professionals at the end of the day, but I yeah. think the poor quality of the team... Um, was definitely impacted by injuries as well. So, I mean, look, a couple of, like I said, a multitude of reasons why the four of us are here disappointed, I guess, as as I heard supporters tonight. Yeah, no, totally agree, Sean. Thank you for that, mate. Uh, Reese, uh, just give us an overview. And then once once you're finished with your overview, uh, overview pal, I want to drill down to uh, a few bits and pieces uh, about the game and our, our lack of control and why we have a lack of control and... Is there an argument for uh, Ten Hag to have changed it drastically, dramatically? Um, so give us your overview first. And I'm, I'm going to start with you, Sean, because I've got a couple of good questions for you. Then I want to go to Reese and I want to go to Hammer. Is that OK? I'm still getting used to Hammer's new hair. I'm, I, I, mm, I, I don't know if you'd pull me Hammer with your new hair yet. I haven't quite made up my mind. I'll, 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 I'll get back to you on that one. Perhaps. I'm still getting used to it. It's been, it's been a week. <laughs> No, you, you, you look you look great, mate. You look great. Uh, Reese, over to you, pal. I'll keep it short and eloquently Scottish, sweet. Yes. We were fucking we were fucking shite and deserved to lose the end. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, no, actually, Reese, you're right, and there's no need to elaborate on it too much. So let me go to Sean then, Reese, and I'm gonna to come to you next. I've got a specific question for you, pal. Sean, um, you know me, you've watched me, you've spoken to me, you know how I view football, I view it from my own eyes, I don't view it through anyone else's, uh, I love it, people's opinions, um, but I looked at our short game today, uh, and our short game was the one that was always going to beat Fulham, what I mean by that is our, our short to mid-passing, which I thought was absolutely atrocious uh, today, and and you know as well as I do, Sean, when, when you're playing your game, when you're involved and you're invested in the game, two, three, four short-range passes can get you up the field quicker and more accurately than a 30-yard Bruno ball. What is it with our short game? It currently isn't working at the moment. 
uh, and how can Ten Hag and the players actually really, because the players are going to take responsibility for this, how can they reassert themselves in games? Because nine minutes of injury time comes up. We score a goal with two minutes to go, a minute to go, whatever it was. Uh, Big Harry, by the way. Uh, and Reese is going to give him a 10 today. I can see it. Um, and then we go on this huge uh, uh, crescendo of pressure. So why can't we do this right from the very beginning of the games? What's stopping us? So, sorry, there's a multitude of questions in there, pal. But I think you know what I'm getting at in terms of it all starts with the short game. Yeah, you're right. 100%. It, it absolutely does. I think, um, you know, even looking at the team playing long balls, it doesn't often work out. So maybe, you know, focusing on that short passing is probably a focal point um, at the moment. And, and you're right. I think we got it wrong today. Um, I suppose it it's almost like um, the players have, you know, played with each other 10 years ago and they're only getting back together now. Um, like going to a Legends game or something like that and you see players from, from a time gone by that remember how they used to play but aren't quite as, as crisp as a team to play together day in and day out and I don't know why that is and, and maybe it's, it is because of um, you know not having a consistent 11 week in week out as well you know that's, um, that's something I said before and I really don't want to make that as an excuse but it really feels like that with the short passes you know um, the same player isn't always in the same spot because they don't have the same player in the same spot. So with Shaw out, you've Lindelof there, they, they're completely different players. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, no no player that's been replaced is similar to, to the player that they've replaced, right? Correct. Um, if that makes sense. So no, it does. I think it's very, very difficult to get into a rhythm. Um, you know, the rhythm is not there and, and that's what's causing us, I think, the, the greatest trouble. I think, um, you know, I, I play the guitar and I sing and, you know, you have to strum the chords at the right time when you're when you're hitting the note and, and singing or else the song sounds terrible. And today the song was terrible and that's what it was, you know. And I think tactically as well, it was an absolute choke job from Ten Hag, if, if I'm completely honest. And I like Ten Hag. I've, I've always said that. You all know that I've been a Ten Hag fan, but it was an absolute choke job. And anybody that missed the podcast last night, and they want to see a choke job. They can see our host last night, Dara. Um, I hope you get well soon because you very nearly died um, yes, choking yeah. on a drink last night. I think Ten, Ten Hag has won up to you today. Um, absolutely. So, um, you know, it, and that's how it was for Ten Hag today. It just wasn't good enough. Bringing on Anthony. I mean, come on. Come on. Talking it, to Dara. Talking to Dara. He's in, Sean. <laughs> good stuff, Dara. Um yeah, yeah. So anybody missed the podcast last night, go back and check that out. Top you know, work, absolutely. Top work. Um, you know, great moment. So make sure you check that one out. Uh it just I think it's 17 minutes into the pod, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So uh please do go and watch that. Dar, we love you, mate. You know that. And um I know you could have been here on tonight if uh, you didn't have family around. So thanks for that. Uh Reese, uh coming to you, and then I'll go to you, Hammer. Okay, because got a couple of questions for you Hamid, but really specifically for you yeah yeah you you like your stats to an extent whereas i don't you, you know but um we can see 17 this is courtesy of greg by the way he's in the chat so thanks greg craig put this on our group chat earlier so yeah so, 17 shots today yeah 26 from Luton, 23 from villa 22 from west ham 16 at Wolves, and 17 for newport 16 for spurs mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 yeah. Obviously, there's an issue there. What is the issue? Why are why are teams getting at us uh, a lot easier than they have done in the uh, in the past? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, to be fair, it, <laughs> we're a fucking joke. And if you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah, I'm at I'm at that stage now where if I can't laugh, I'll cry. That's how shite we are. Um, but in terms of the short answer, genuinely, why we can see so many shots is because we are shit. But in a longer sense, I agree with Keane. Like we're too open in midfield, but also the manager can't coach. When you look at what we've got in terms of players and all that, most of them are too, are too similar. But the problem is, is they have basic understanding of the game, but then they generally forget it. 
So I don't get. I generally thought that our best player today was Maguire, which I'm never going to say again. Wow, 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 Greg, I'm, anyone, I'm, I'm, Jonathan, hold it there, hold it there, Jonathan, anyone of the devil's, devil's advocate team, support, please Fuck clip off. that up, get it Fuck on our TikTok, it, please say that again because Sean is absolutely looking bemused at you, Reese. You must say that again. Come on, let's hear it. Of everybody that played for us today, our best player was Maguire. Yes, which which right. says a lot. And, which says you're a lot. Right. You're right. You're right. But in general, the way we play, like we've got no control of the midfield. We don't dominate the midfield at all. Doesn't matter who plays. Doesn't matter if it's Casemiro, Kobe Menu, Bruno Fernandez. You can't dominate a game with Scott McTominay anyway. Like Scotland don't know that. Like in terms of circumstance, being we don't have anybody who can physically recycle possession and dominate play. None of them can do it. It's all about quick release, playing the ball as quickly as you can, maybe take a few yards and then hit a shot. That's Bruno Fernandes in a nutshell. In yeah. terms of the wide players, one or two of them maybe can hold the ball, but are they good at releasing it effectively? No. Like, we don't have that either. The fullbacks, I've said it since last summer, sell them all. Yeah, Sean, I'm still saying it. Sell them all. I don't care. The only player today that actually recycled the ball, actually controlled possession, Shockingly, was Maguire. Yes, the only player today that done it, and I think the reason being is because he just understands this is his game. That is all that he is effectively good at. I look at anybody else in our team, and nice, nice way to put it, they're wank. They're just wank. They're not good enough. And the fact that um, Ratcliffe or whatever says that they're looking to sell what eleven players in the summer or whatever, eleven's not enough, but eleven is feasible. I think we need to start bringing in players that can effectively control games. If we want to be a team that wants to control possession, you bring in players that can control possession. If you don't want to bring in players that are co going to control games that want to just play a pressing perspective where they'll just release the ball, then just sign those players. It's makeshift yes. every single summer where there's no continuity about who we're signing. And that's a major problem for me. So effectively, why we cannot control games, we don't have players that can control a football match. That's why we're conceding so many shots. That's why we're getting turned over in the final third. That's why we're not effective pressing the ball. That's why we only start well for 15 minutes and then we get fucked for about 75. We are generally the worst team in the top six. We are. And I hate the fact <coughs> I've got to say this. As a fan, I hate that. But statistically, it's a fact. We are the worst team in the top six. And totally I don't agree. think 10... I think 10 Ags are... I think in the Eredivisie, for example... Perfect for him. He's a good coach in that perspective. I think he certainly has the tactical flexibility for there. He's done it. Ajax, he's done it for tests on all that. You can't... Yeah, Greg, to be fair, I think that's true. But I said top six, I was being honest. But yeah, top half, I don't disagree, to be fair. I think Ten Hag, last season, we definitely overachieved two cup finals. We won one of them. <laughs> Uh, we won one of the cup finals. We, we lost the other one where we had no control at any point. And we were lucky to get top four. We, we were very lucky to get top four. This season, massively exposed in terms of all aspects of the field. Rashford, I know people love the guy to death. For me, far too inconsistent. We'll, we'll talk it's about old. Rashford in, uh, in, yeah, in a bit. No, it's fine. I just want to put one last point on him. And after that, I'll move on film. No, that's good. He's another, in terms of controlling games, he's my other problem because he yeah. does not control them enough from the wing because he also has the issue of when to release the ball, when to be effective with it. Last year, he seemed to have nailed it. This year, he's went, he's just, I don't know how he keeps regressing. I, like, he fundamentally would be brilliant for a psychological exam. Like, just to do, like, if you're studying psychology at university and you're studying player performance, Marcus Rashford would be a brilliant example to probably get an A. Like he probably would because he's that insane. I don't get how he continues to have great seasons. Then the next season, he regresses. People say, oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he was last year. This year, fundamentally, no. Nah. And people are going to say, oh, but it's connections on the pitch. We're a fucking team. You shouldn't be relying on one player to have a connection with. You should have a connection with everybody in your team. We are genuinely, and I think it was in our group chat as well, we're just a team of individuals again. 
Uh, we are uh, well said uh, by Sean and uh, Reese. Hammer, I want to come to you because uh, I want to talk about um, what you would have done if you were Ten Hag today. I, I know the lads touched on it last night, uh, and I've been an advocate this week of, and I've been castigated by the way, uh, of putting Anthony at the left back and uh, maybe playing two up I top. Support that, by the way. I support that, yeah. by the way. Attacking fullback, I play Anthony as attacking fullback. Yeah, and maybe playing two up top and, and pushing an extra body into midfield to counter Polina in particular, because we all know uh, how good Polina is. Uh, Jarvis, uh, thanks for coming over. Jarvis from MEFC Realist TV is here to support us. Thank you very, very much, uh, pal. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, I, um, you know, I have my reasons uh, for wanting Anthony uh, uh, as an attacking fullback, and I will briefly tell you those, uh, and then I'd, I'd like your opinion on what differently or things differently Ten Hag should have done. So I think Anthony, as a, and Sean's going to laugh at this, winger, uh, and I do mean winger, he would he would have an ability and an understanding of what an opposite winger would want to do in that position. He would know exactly uh, where to show him or he should know where to show him. So he should be able to position himself better. Uh, he's quite strong, Anthony. He's not particularly one that gets pushed off the ball all the time. And, and wingers, when you when you match a winger up together, they're not necessarily two big bruisers. So I just felt positionally he would be better suited than Lindelof there today. I also think if we'd gone with a, uh, a two up front, it would have been, you know, we'd have had that extra body in midfield. I'm not saying a conventional 4 4 2. It would almost be like a, um, like a 4 2 2 2, so to speak, so that the wingers would have the space. But then we could then, Bruno could support, uh, and I would have gone with Ganacho and Rashford, uh, because I think, um, and this is a question, one I wanted to pace for you, Sean, I think Forson was out of position today, personally. Uh, and so, what would you do, uh, Hammer? It's just a general question. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but that's probably what I might have done. Yeah, well, I, I, I can understand wanting to make that much of a change as well because of all, you know, everything that's going on. Um, but I wouldn't even, it doesn't even have to get that complicated. Like somebody commented, and I was, and I think I tweeted a couple times before the game started. I know you said you're going to pass it to Sean as well, but I don't understand why Forsen, first of all, was on the right wing. Um, anyways, it just, it didn't make sense. Um, and we've seen Rashford tried up top several times when we had injuries problems before and it just doesn't work out. So I don't know what that option was like. It, it, the only thing I kept saying in the beginning is like, if you're going to play a, a what is it, 19, if you're going to play a 19 year old and give him his debut, why are you playing him out of position? And I understand some people might be like, Oh, 19 year old on his debut leading the line for United. Okay. Shit, shit, shit has happened. People's hurt, right? Martial's gone for the season, probably gone forever uh, by the end of this season and Hoyland runs himself into the ground every game. So obviously this hamstring was going to come or some muscle injury was going to happen. If you're going to debut a 19-year-old, play him in his position. And on top of that, you also took the other young player and put him out of the position that he was thriving in at right wing for these games that we were playing well. So it just, that was, I didn't agree with that in the first place. And then in terms of the defense, with, with all the pain in the ass stuff that's going on, at this point, I just would have done it again, more simply, and just put, just flipped Lindelof and, and Dallow. If I'm not mistaken, Lindelof has played a right back for um, for his, um, damn, what, what's his country? Um, has played for his country at right back. I know it's, it's he still probably wouldn't have been great, but it didn't make sense putting him at left back. And we've had Dallow gain some experience at left back this season with the injuries we've had. And Dallow has been playing well. The, I would have, you could have gone the same structure. It's just and I know this one some people might not agree with because we've been begging for him to play his style. But when you have certain injuries, you do have to make an adjustment as a coach. So what I would simply have done is if you still want to play the style, have just flipped those two at the back, put the kid in his natural position, and just told everybody to be more disciplined, right? Casemiro and, and Kobe can be quality in that pivot or however you want to view it. But all three of our midfielders were running sideline to sideline and box to box today. Doesn't make sense. Our defense, Dallow was going as he does because that's how right. That's how Tenag wants to play. Dallow has a lot of freedom going going up the field. And there were times when I saw, freaking, who I don't know who it was, McGuire or whoever. Just it was just 
there was several times where I saw McGuire out at left back and several times where I saw defenders having to stretch and get out of position, which just obviously leaves more gaps because people like Dallow, even though he is given that freedom, isn't going to be able to get back every time or isn't going to be able to get back fast enough when teams are countering the way they were trying to get on us today. So I wouldn't have made it overcomplicated. I know you wanted to change that, and I definitely see understanding that, especially with the two at the top and everything. But I just would have kept it simpler and just told them, be more disciplined from midfield to defense and play the kid in his position. Because to be honest, the kid had a few moments where he was dribbling well and he was doing some good things, but he was getting it at like the mid, the, 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 the halfway line and trying to dribble up into the center of their defense. And he's not going to make that dribble. It should have been Garnacho out right, Rashford out left, and just tell the kid, listen, play up top. And if you get an opportunity, put something in the back of the net. It should have just been simple and disciplined, and I think Ten Hag maybe tried to get too complicated today, and it backfired. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, sure, yeah, we'll go to the comments uh, in a minute because there's loads of uh, comments, uh, which is uh, surprising considering how bad it is uh, been today. So uh, apologies for that. But, Sean, I want to ask you about Young Forson, uh, and I want to ask you about Ten Hag's stubbornness to change. Um, so first of all, I want to ask you about Ian Forson. Uh, I, I think it was a bad, bad time to bring him in. It's just such a shame as well because I think there's a there's a lot of talent there. But he, he got him. He's played him out of position. And what do you think about Ten Hag's stubbornness to not change it when surely there was an argument today to change the system or change something? Yeah, look, maybe there was. I suppose in my eyes, maybe hindsight is twenty twenty vision on that. Um, you know, I think young players will be hungry to come up and, and get their start anyway, um, albeit maybe out, out of position. But, mm. I mean, realistically, I think, um, you know, sure, maybe a poor decision now, but if you were to ask me yesterday, um, if you were to bring up a 19-year-old to play, um, you know, in the next couple of games, would you prefer to bring him on against Fulham and give him a run, or would you, would you bring him on for City? I, I know which one I'm picking, you know, and you're probably the same, um, you know, so I'm not sure, um, you know, how to think about it now, obviously, at, at half past seven after the game. Um, you know, it's very easy for, for me to say, you know, not right and, and this and that. But I actually think yesterday I thought, look, fair enough. Best of luck to the young fella. I hope he does really, really well. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't I don't think um, I don't think he's. Um, I think he's going to be quite good, actually, um, really promising young player. Um you know, and the future does look bright for, for those young players. Um, maybe need a year or two experience before they come on, um, maybe to show their true colours. But, I mean, you know, and that's that's where the challenge is for me because we have ageing players that, that don't have too long left. Um, we have some attitudinal issues, I would say, uh, with some of the players, um, not particularly naming names. I don't mind naming one. Um, I think he's already been named a couple of times and, and um, then you have the really the young guys coming through, and I think hopefully that that the the more mature players will bring them on. The likes of Casemiro and and Eriksson will bring them on before um, they get you know they get the opportunity to look at the bad habits coming in on the dressing room. From some of the from some of the players that seem to think, at least in my eyes, it looks like they're entitled that they they deserve yes. to be playing. Um, yeah. You know, and I actually don't think some of them deserve to be playing after today. Um, you know, and I, I nearly prefer to get, you know, badly beaten for a couple of games if it meant sitting these lads out because I don't think they deserve to put on the shirt um, yeah. at the well, moment. You, you, In actual fact, I think honest, I deserve it more than they do. To be honest, Sean, that's exactly what I wanted from you because that's how I feel. Look, I've, I've, I've been in uh, many a dressing room uh, and I've seen a sense of entitlement. I've done it myself as a player. You know, I've had this sense of entitlement. I've missed two games uh, through injury or, or, or whatever, and, I, and I've walked straight back into the team. And I've got I got complacent um, until I, you know, until I was told uh, by senior player to pull your finger out. You walk into this team, you you you, you right, earn your right. spot, and you play your spot, you know. And so I get what you're saying, and it's 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 a great point. Was this a while ago? Considering you had a senior player, to sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was coming. I was coming through uh, in the in the Welsh. Uh, in the Welsh. Oh, sorry, game. I couldn't help um, myself. It's a great one. That is. 
It's a great one. Thank you. Uh, Dora's Dora is, is, is at home choking on his latest glass. <laughs> and I was young at the time, playing out in uh, the Welsh League, Welsh Premier League. And, um, but it was right Thank and it you. taught me a lesson. You know, it was 1955. Same for, same, that, for me, same for me before I had to stop playing football before, before I fucked my back. It was the same circumstance before yeah. I got my back injured. That was I've never played football since. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I definitely like to say it on that. I, I've had I had old school coaches my entire life. All my coaches were, were old head guys who didn't couldn't care about shit. I remember exactly. this is just a side this is a sidebar thing that like one of my my football coach in high school are going into my senior year. He literally and before the student started, he was like, "Hey, the school board talked to me, and now I got to talk to all guys. All you guys, we can't be cursed on the sideline anymore." We were like, "What the?" F-? It was that. It was just. Oh, I feel like keep, I feel like keep I'm going. Fed fed yeah, I'm yeah. fed of ex pros coming out and saying, "Oh, we shouldn't have come out and, and hung him out to dry." Of course, he should. You, you hang people out to dry. You should hang people out to dry, in my opinion. Um, I interject on something. Because I just wanted to make a point back on the the dressing room that he's mentioned earlier on. There was something as well that was important that Sean mentioned. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About um, young players coming through. Another thing for me as well, um, bar the old habits, is when you look at dressing rooms, when you look in the Premier League, name probably the three dressing rooms that you think are probably the best in terms of management and also players top to bottom. What would you say are the top three? I'd probably say City, the scum, and maybe maybe Villa. The scum being Liverpool. City, scum, yeah, yeah. Villa. Would you probably agree? In terms of like just dressing room, in terms of on the field, how they conduct themselves. Like leadership. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Liverpool in particular, look, I, I, you know, I, I've seen various uh, things. I've spoken about Virgil van Dijk having a pop at... Robertson uh, when he was going to a photo shoot and his yeah. bootlegs was undone. That's perfect exactly. for me. I like that kind of stuff. Exactly. Standards are here. You don't go in. I mean, um, I, I was talking to Phil Marsh um, a week ago and he told a story that we all know about Chris Eagles coming down for a team walk, coming down in mm-hmm. an Alice band and um, fucking flip-flops. You know, Fergie mm-hmm. kicked him back up the stairs. I'd have kicked him up the stairs. You know, yeah. there are certain standards that you go, even on a Saturday afternoon now in the mighty Tipton town. Um, you may not know about us, Sean, but we are mighty. I knew that was coming. Yeah, 31 minutes. Whoever had 31, 38 minutes or 31 minutes and 40 seconds in the in the pool, <laughs> you're the winner this week. Yes, uh, the mighty Tipton, Tipton town, town has been mentioned. We, but I guess um, him, I am, but you I know, guess if, what we're, say. if we're late, if, if you're a minute late, you know, the players are down on you, and, and so they should be. You know, yeah. if you're not taking pride in the way that you in, in your appearance, players are down on you all the time. And yeah. we don't get that in today's football. And this is what I was going to get. And this is what we're going to get. Because when I look at those three dressing rooms, I do see it when they're actually yeah. on the field. What I do, don't see from our dressing room in particular is players both. This says a lot about certain players at the club for all their lives. There's players that don't actually physically understand the standards of this football club. Yeah. Who just think they're here to get paid money. 
no, like the, the likes of Rashford and Scott McTominay, I expect a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. I expect a whole lot better, and it looks as if they don't understand what this football club means. But what I'm also mean as well is, if a dressing room is not filled with the right leaders as well, it's going to be completely toxic, and it's going to have an impact, impact especially on what Sean said, which is young players coming through, because they have nobody to look to. If I was a young player coming through, like Willie Cambuala, for example, and I'm looking at the centre-backs, I'd, I'd, trust, I'd trust the centre-backs, even though at times they can be inconsistent. I'd probably trust them because they all look like genuine guys. The midfielders, I'm a fuck. I, the midfielders, I think Kobe Minor is screwed. I think Kobe Minor is completely screwed from the midfielders. I'm not listening to any of them. Maybe Casemiro, maybe Eriksen, but the rest of them, no. Hoyland, he's got nobody in terms of a striking perspective. He's got no one. He's the fullbacks are humped. And, well, if you're a goalkeeper like Kovar or Vitek, do you want to realistically learn from Andre Onana? Maybe well, if you want to make errors. I'd, I'd learn errors from Onana. Hyland just has to hope that uh, there's more take my dad to school days at Carrington so that Van Persie comes exactly. in and shows. I mean, he just has nothing, you know. This is my point. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm I, saying as well. Like, they've got nobody. Absolutely. And I, I don't think, maybe apart from four or five, I think we only have four or five good pros at our football club. And I think that's a massive problem. And I mean, like, not just good professionals on the field, but off the field. I think we only have got four or five. Yeah. And we need, we need triple that. We need at least 14, 15 throughout just to manage a squad. It says I'm going to go, I'm, well. I'm going to go into Carrington tomorrow. I'm going to kick them up the arse. Don't you panic, lads? I'll take it. I'd enjoy that. Guys, we're 35 minutes in already. It's been a really great conversation. Uh, sorry for the guys in the comments. I do need to get to you, but. Um, you know, the lads are doing a, a sterling job here. Um, let's just have a great quite, job. I think I've been quite nice tonight. Yeah, you have. Yeah, Jarvis yeah. has come up with a great question. Um, the significance of player relationships. I think he's 100% right. I think mm-hmm. Kanat showing to left hand side had a negative effect on both him and Dallow. I tend to Agreed. agree. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Oh. Really good question from Keen there. Um, yeah, pick that up if you can, uh, about, Sean. About managers. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm all in you, for that. Are you into the uh, you into the back? Can you put the uh, put the comments no, on? No, I can't. No, uh, um, where am I? I'm not back. I'm see, there, seven seventeen. Um, just just look. A few of you mentioned Rashford. Just while you're pulling that up, Stu. Um, yeah. If any of you have seen the, the movie Me Myself and Irene, um, yeah, that's what reminds me most of Rashford at the moment. You're either going to get this pacifist, lazy, you know. I don't want to say useless, but I have now. Um, no, or else you're going fair. to get this it's maniac. Fair. I would say a lot worse. You know, or you're going to get this hungry maniac. And and last year we got Hank, and this year we got Jim Carrey. I think today in particular, um, you know, giving up on the ball. It was just well, you know, he was letting his neighbor's can, dog go on his lawn. That's what he was doing. If yeah. I could just go off the back of that too, I've been seeing it for actually for the last few weeks. Just look at him. Even when he gets an opportunity with the ball rolling at his feet, he stops and passes it back. Rashford last year, or shit, forget Rashford last year. Rashford five, six years ago is taking somebody down the line, is putting his yeah. head down, you know, and yeah. he's just stopped. What Greg's talking about? Mac, Mac it's Mac not going to be at United. I think Rashford yeah. gets sold this summer. I think he goes. I think. I think. I think. I, so. I, 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 and I think then goes. I think he has the potential to re refire his career, yeah. but I don't think he's Mac, starting it back at United. Yeah. I've got another. I've got another comparison for Rashford. I compare like, Rashford last season was Darth Vader from that Rogue One scene at the very end. When he just kills all the rebels. This se- this season, he's been Darth Vader from Return of the Jedi at the very end, just completely passive. So we've we've went from we've went we've went from Rogue One to beaten by a kid. That's an analogy. That's, that is. that's a good analogy. Um, this is the one you're talking about, isn't it, Sean? Yeah. So yeah, Keane's asked if ten hours. I'll, I'll kick that off. I don't know. That's yep. the problem. I don't. I don't know. I, I had um, two in my head, and I'm going to pick the more controversial one to make everybody upset. Uh, but go ahead. And I, and I think. I think this is a. <laughs> I think the answer to this question is instance. I think if you know who you want, you know who you want. So I don't. I so don't. yeah. Well, we'll go I'm around Hammer Sean and then uh, Reese. Then you can have a go and in a minute. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. Let, let me go last so I can piss everybody off because I'm sure they actually no, have thought out. Let we'll me start with you, pal. On you go, man. On you go. Yeah, sure. So I think this is the reason I actually wanted you to pull this up because it it's a really um, 
you know, good question in terms of look at what's happening at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, Klopp is leaving Liverpool and there's going yeah. to be managers coming out of the woodwork to mm-hmm. to show for that job. You know, there really, really is. And I'm not saying we're going to get sloppy seconds there, but it's just, it's just the market is going to be um, flooded with availability, I think, in the summer. Maybe it's not at the moment. And when we were looking at the summertime, um, maybe there was talks that time about it. There was nobody really available, um, you know. And, you know, Harry Potter's um, uncle was up for um, conversation, you know. Yes. Um, so, I mean, and I'm not even going to say his name because it's just disrespectful, I think. Um, but now you look at, like you have Alonso, I think Nangelsmann isn't going to stay in the Germany job. Um you know, there's there's an absolute abundance of available managers. Like Mourinho is available again, whether you like him or not. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of choice there. Um, you know, Tuchel obviously is available. I mean, look, I think Alonso is the best manager in the world this year, this season. I think this season, I mean, I'm not talking about... He's um, set records in his own course. I think everyone, everyone should be fighting for him. I know, look, the inevitability of where he's going to go is probably there as well, but... You know, I want wait, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but I saw some. It was a Real Madrid account, so it might just be them talking bullshit. But it said that apparently he wants to wait until the Real Madrid jobs open and go there and screw. And if he does, I'm gonna laugh my ass off at Liverpool. I, I would. I would consider. And this is my own personal opinion. If I was, and I think you're right, Sean. Alonso's proven, proven to be a a a stellar manager. But I think if it was me and I was Alonso. I'd need to prove I'm not a one-season wonder. Mm-hmm. I'd need to prove I can do it over two or three years. To be Ready fair, in, in hindsight, to be fair, he did take the Leverkusen job last year and Leverkusen were in the relegation battle and he did yeah. get them Europe. He did get them Europe. It, so if anything, it, it, he has proven he can recover a side. It's whether or not, though, once you've won a title, and I think they are going to win the title, but you've won a title... I think they've got... It'll be their very first league title as well. Can you... Can you if if I was him, can I get them into as far as I can, as deep as I can in the Champions League? Yeah. That's how I would view it. I think it's a great idea. But did you land on someone, Sean? Alonso, yeah. You um, land on Alonso. Alonso Sorry, great choice. Yeah. Okay. That'd be a hell of a hijack. Yeah, yeah wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. terrific. Yeah. For me personally, it's I have like a short list of three, but I do have an undisputed choice. So Alonso is definitely on mine. The other is Hansi Flick. Um, like disregard the Germany stuff, there was so much shit behind the scenes that didn't work. His buying position was incredible. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm a big fan of Julian Nagelsmann. For me, I'm taking Nagelsmann after the Germany job or I'm taking Alonso. I think Hansi Flick will get the Barca job anyway because he has the favourite. For me, it's between Nagelsmann and Alonso. And I think Alonso will probably go Bayern. He has the favourite, so I would still take Nagelsmann on that. 100%. Okay. okay. And So, what I will say is that uh, Reese did say what my non-controversial option was, and it is Nagelsmann would be my non-controversial option. I could definitely see that happening also, if he I, wants it. Also, I don't care that Alonso played for Liverpool because so did Sir Matt Busby. So I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm not adjusted. Yeah, I'm not. Adjusted. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't care that he's playing. I'm just saying it'd be a hell of a hijack from Liverpool let just, and Bayern. Let, let me just throw some into the mix. Um, like Ruben Andrew, though, the sporting man. And it's a bit, mis- it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit mischievous. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what if um, what what if City are are guilty? Oh Lord! And Guardiola becomes available. What what not not to us? I'm just saying. Oh, oh. In the in the domino effect of of, of managerial oh. merry-go-round, because okay. that could happen. I think mm-hmm. we'd all agree that could happen. I think the next City manager. I don't know if they'll ever get caught. It'd be interesting if they actually do get caught. I think the next City manager is either Arteta or Xavi. Mm-hmm. So do I. I think it's Arteta. That's 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 what I think. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. My controversy. I want to piss everybody up. Is bring back the toxicity and bring Jose back. Fuck all of you. Um, if we actually do clear it out, he has mentioned twice that one he would like to re to try to do a better job at United. And in the interview with Rio and fuck the other guy whose name I can never remember, he did say that him and and Ratcliffe have a have a a history going back. So. If we clear teams out and say, fuck it, Jose, here's the keys. Let us know who you want us to buy. He's at least, I would say, if we actually let him take full control in terms of, the, you know, he, I think he would at least scrap us a title, maybe. And I know that's crazy to say, but, like, 
and it would just be so toxic and everybody yeah. would be mad and everybody I mean, hates us anyway. So Jarvis has chucked in Jarvis has chucked in another Girona uh, there or thereabouts, aren't they? Top of La Liga at the moment. And yeah, he's about that's a good shout. Uh, I was going to say another. Someone like that. There is another potential name, but the only thing is I'm not going to say because people will cry, but I think he will leave the season. I would also consider Allegri from Juventus because I think the look at our team, I think the way these players play, they're not really good at controlling the possession of the ball. I generally think what he does really best, apart from the fact he gets teams organised, his teams win effectively. I'm not going to say we should go and get him, but he is potentially leaving at the end of the season. Thiago Mott is being linked with that job as well. He's also been yeah. linked with the Barcelona job. Like, I think he's got a potential good future as well. But it's... I've got people have got these issues with defensive managers and all that. I'm like, sometimes we need to be, you know. But I think we're more likely to go for an attack-based manager. But if we're looking just to well, get organised and win this now, I think he is actually another potential candidate. I think, I think you're probably right. Sorry. Still, I, was I, just just say, say, I think you're probably right, Reese. but you're talking about clearing out all the defenders and then taking on a defensive manager. I'm not sure how that marries up. <laughs> no, I'm clearing... No, no, what I've said is I'm clearing out the shite defenders. Yeah, they're only leaving us with, what, like three leaving people? Leaving you with who? <laughs> with got, Martinez, if he's healthy. With Varane, if he's healthy. I've got one more little little snippet uh, to put in there, lads. That, he's, um, he's, so, he's saying David Moyes. When, when you consider where we are going to be in the summer mm-hmm. when was the last time Liverpool Barcelona, mm-hmm. Bayern Munich were looking for managers it's never happened in in my lifetime, it's never happened and there's no, no guarantee there's no guarantee Ancelotti will continue at Real Madrid is there, there's no guarantee uh, you know what you're saying about Juventus so there's the, the, you know, are we are we in a position where it's just come at completely the wrong time for us to get our chosen? Actually, if Ten Hag, I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna go the opposite direction of where you're trying, where you're thinking, Stu. I think if it has if it, if they continue to go in the direction that they seem to be going, Ratcliffe and, and Ineos and all his people. Mm-hmm. We are going to once again have everybody in football get reminded of how big Manchester United is. Because I think even with those names, a well-organized, a potentially well-organized and well-run Manchester United is still yeah. a bigger target than That's Liverpool, what, yeah. than even Bayern. Yeah. Real Madrid maybe is the only one to have. Well, actually, no, Real Madrid, yes, because their team is fucking finished already. So, jo- and, you know, anybody yeah. stepping into that has a finished team. But Jarvis is just chucked this in. It's a good point. It's because he's well, obviously, he Girona, yeah, Girona mm. is, is part of the city group, isn't it? And uh, yeah. Pep's brother's involved in there. So, that, I, I do read what he's done. I do yeah, read what he's done with Girona because they, they've, yeah. ex- they've been excellent with what they've. Like what they've done this season. I don't think they'll do that again next year, though. I think they've just been very lucky that Atletico Madrid and Barcelona have been really... I'm not disrespecting Girona in any way. I think Girona played some really good football. I just find next year I'm going to be expecting Atletico and Barcelona to completely flip the switch. And they will be like right back up there challenging uh, Real Madrid. Yeah. Next year with Real Madrid, though, if Ancelotti is smart, if he wins the Champions League and he wins and they go and eventually win La Liga. If I was Ancelotti, I'd just leave Real Madrid. I would, because again, what I else would. has he got to... Again, what else has he got to prove? Yeah, get yourself over to Saudi Arabia. I think go, at that point... He's, really he's, wants, even more. I think he's, rebuilt, he's rebuilt this team. Look who he's got, and he's got Valverde, Camavinga, he's got Jude Bellingham, who's right now the best attacking field player in the world. So he's an attacking fielder. Like, Mbappe's on the way in, that... Um, Endrick, or whatever he's called, like... They've completely redeveloped the team. Carlo Ancelotti's done that, but necessarily, if he wins the Champions League and La Liga with this side, what is the point of staying? What is have the I, point? Have I been? Have I maybe been talking too much, or has he mentioned before wanting the Brazil job? Or have I imagined it's, that? It's, it's went to somebody else though, but he was linked to it. Yeah. Oh, it's went to somebody else already. Damn. He was. I'd like to see a, a butterfly effect. Um, with Ancelotti, so you're talking about Ancelotti there, Reese. Maybe a little bit of a fantasy butterfly effect. If Ancelotti goes to Saudi Arabia, Gerard goes to Liverpool from L. I don't give a feck, and we um, get Alonso, and then we get Alonso. Yeah, how about that? 
There's a butterfly effect. Liverpool stuck in the mud and, and us back playing high. I think that'd be nice because we'd only have the only true world-class midfielder that, as a manager that Liverpool have had in the 21st century because Gerard was world-class. Well done. Yes. All right. Well, now we're right going to people angry. Right there, guys. <laughs> we're 47 minutes in, fellas. It's absolutely flown by. Um, Peter Fitzpatrick is talking about no style of play, haven't it, again? True. I, I, again, but I, I would always argue, uh, somebody tell me exactly what a style of play is in football because if I'm not mistaken... When the ball comes to your feet, you pass it, whether you're in a 4-4-2, 5-3-2, 4-4-6-8, whatever. That's all you do. <laughs> hey, so listen, I can't disagree with Stu there. There was uh, one of my favorite basketball players, Carmelo, always said the net of the game is putting it in a bucket. Name it a football, is putting it in the back of the net. Just, just, yeah. just, I understand what people are saying. I understand what players, you know, what you're talking about, etc. But I, it does, it does grate me, really, because the bottom line is, um, in any in any match, if I'm in the same team as Sean Hammer and um, Reese, I'm passing them the football, whether I'm in a style of play or not. That's what I'm doing. So, anyway. if, I, if I pass the ball, if I pass the ball, my first instinct is I'm crossing it. That's my poser formation. Yes. Talking of Sundays though, uh, I did keep Jude Bellingham's old man quiet uh, last weekend. So I'll tell you that fellas. Right then. Um, <laughs> we were on 50 he is, minutes. He is so good. He is so good. Uh, I tell you, his dad's a uh, quality player. Uh, I played with him, actually. He comes on tour with us to um, Portugal every year. But we played against him, as it happens, this weekend, uh, last weekend. And fucking Does nine. he still stand by? I know Jude said this, but I think his dad's also said he stands by that Job is better than Jude. Even yes. though, obviously, he's playing for Real Madrid, he said that his younger son's better than Jude. Yes. I may, I may, I may have had a sneak preview of uh, a juice signature. Snap him up in the summer. Oh, God, if we could get... I think, well, I, yeah, I'm not saying anything, but you probably see he'll probably hop over yeah. to Madrid way at some point. Anyway, enough's enough. Yeah. Right, so 50 minutes in, we've got to go to score predictions because uh, we need to wrap. Uh, score predictions. Score predictions, too. What no, not score predictions. Was there, sorry, was, there uh, some, was there something else in that coffee? Yeah, sorry. You, you, yeah, mean, was, you, mean, yeah. you mean score I mean, brutalizing? I mean player scores, which I can't <laughs> believe I'm, I'm going to be oh. doing this. but um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be kind to one player then. I'll be yes. specifically kind. Um, uh, obviously, Harry Maguire, man of the match, and a 10. Apart from that, you can score anyone else, whatever. I'm only joking. Deal. Um, Deal. I think what I'm going to do is we'll, we'll we'll break it up. So we'll give uh, Reese the back three. A uh, four. Back three. Back four. We'll so, give, something's definitely in that coffee. Yeah, I know. We'll give, um, we'll give Hammer the uh, front three, and we'll give... Um, uh, Damn, Sean, the uh, I was hoping Sean. I was hoping Sean would tear into Rashford and all that a bit more, you know. Well, That's all right. I, I haven't had my say on Rashford yet. You yeah, know I was. so we'll do it that way, <laughs> and then you can all score an honor. So uh, oh, quickly Lord. go around with your score for an honor. Five, um, four. It's a I'm going to say six. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. He made some some pretty good saves. Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, honest. I didn't think he was that bad today. Actually. Yeah. I got. I, I. I mean, I guess it was because he stepped already. But goddamn, that winning goal! He just looked at. I was so mad. He just looked at it. I was like, my guy. He it will be opened up his body like he was going to go right. I know. And I then know. Kicked it left. It. I didn't it's, think that like, he was caught flat-footed because he was expecting it to go right. I thought. I know. Yeah. I get it. No, you're still. actually right, Sean. But the, the funny part of that is, Awobi didn't even even know he was going to do that himself. Which is normal <laughs> yeah. for which is normal yeah. for Alex. I will be. Awobi didn't have that in his locker, did he? Let's be honest. <laughs> we probably meant to put it in the other Oh, side. God. Wait, anyway, I'm sorry. Alex Awobi. I don't, I, don't, I don't laugh at concussions, mainly because I've had more than you're supposed to. But um, the, who, I forgot the guy's name on Fulham who had who connect, clouded heads with um, with Casemiro. He tried to put a cross in, and Onana had to save it. That was that. There's a reason that cross was so bad. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick by that because. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right then, Reese. Let's have stars. your back four. Right. So let's see. Our back four was Dallo. Yeah. Varane. Varane. Maguire. Maguire and Linton. Right. So let's so let's categorically ruin them. Dallo two. Lindelof one. Lord. M Maguire nine, and Varane. Uh, 
for Ann seven. But yeah, for, uh, no, I'll go the with reason, that. The only yeah, reason I'm scoring those two, the only reason I'm scoring those two highly, is because it was the fullbacks that were at fault each time for both goals in terms of position. They kept getting caught out. Seriously, yes, the, the what, amount what of time. Anytime we're playing at home now, just hire a hitman and just lock a fucking sniper on them and just aim them one way. Aim them one way. Uh, the, go the that amount... way. Go there. Go there. The amount of times I saw I saw poor Maguire having to try to keep up with a winger today. It was just it was not fair. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable, yeah. They, yeah, for fair me the, the fullbacks were at fault for the goals. It was definitely the um the centre backs I thought were I, I thought they were flawless, but I thought Maguire just outdone Ran a little mm. bit more, and that's not just including the goal, but just individually carrying the ball. You're on about, you're on about that poacher's goal. Yeah, oh, yeah so on. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that, that's acceptable. We, we need that because our strikers can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Hey, one of them can. He just hurt his hamstring. Sean, the middle three, the uh, midfield three, D- difficult one for you this one because I don't think anyone, including Kobe, for the first time, covered himself in glory. Mm. So it's a difficult one, this pal. Yeah, I don't really think he covered himself in glory, maybe, but he was definitely the best of what we what we had out he there. Was. And he, he anything that we had good in the first in the first half and even into the start of the second half, anything we had good went through him. In fairness, at eighteen years yeah. of age, so yeah. um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Kobe with a six. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give Casemiro a four that I really oh, don't want to give him. Um. You know, I it's think based on the game, though. it's based on the game, so it's based yeah. on the game. But I think his legs just, you know, he's having to foul, he's having yeah. to foul because his legs aren't carrying him what, what they used. And I think it's just getting used to not having that step of pace, um, that foot of pace. And I'm going to give Bruno a five right in the middle and just go, Look, there it was. I think again, you know, similar, uh, maybe a slightly attitudinally needs a bit of work but other days that really works in our favor you know so another day i might be saying you know he was he was given out but he was fantastic you know i just didn't think today was the day um you know i still rate him and and i would hang on to him um to be honest he'd be one of the ones that i would hang on to if we are going to clear a lot of this dead wood um as one of the comments said there as well it's great to see trevor in the comments um me old pal me old flower um but yeah no they're they're my scores for the for the midfield three just a genuine question to you, mate, because to be fair, I think if we are going to play a style of play, if we're going to be a team that wants to be controlling the ball, I don't think Fernandez should stay. But I think if we're going to play where we're just direct attacking teams, where we're not controlling the ball, we're just releasing it quickly and just attacking, then I think we should keep him for that. If we play as a controlling team, would you sell Fernandez? Like if we brought in a manager who is fully focused on just controlling games. I would keep him even to just have him in the squad, Reese. Even if he wasn't yeah. going to be there week in and week out, I'd still keep him. Um, no, of course, yeah, that's you know, fair. He's one that's of the, one asked. of the few. Yeah, you because you're a Chelsea fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Hammer, the final three of uh, Forson. I I don't know how you're going to score Forson to be honest. No, but I feel a bit yeah. Ganacho, wow, uh, again, and Rashford. I I I. I I fear low scores. I fear low scores. Um, I'm going to be kind to the kid and give him a dead center middle score. I'm going to start with him and just give him a five. He didn't do much today, um, but he didn't have much support to do a lot today because even the senior players were poor. Um, That's funny. Trevor, I swear, I'm going to come find you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a knock on your bedroom window and you're going to shit yourself. I'm not even gonna knock on your front door. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna figure out. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So I'm gonna give him a five because I think he one, like I said earlier, getting put on the right wing, I, I think wasn't fair to him. Um, and then there just wasn't a lot of support today with how poor the team how the team overall played. Um then I'm gonna go for Garnacho and I am gonna give him I'll give him a I'll, I'll give him oh fuck, I don't even know. You gotta be honest. He was. He was the best awful. up front of what we had today. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, yeah. If we're gonna go from that perspective, yeah. Uh, Dribbling's probably... better than it's been a while. Yeah. I'll get. Then I'll. I'll give him uh, seven to just because if he was the best up top, and I think 
<laughs> I think, I think um, to kill you. It's yeah. basically you. Want <laughs> Coming from Trevor. What oh. happened? Yeah, yeah. I, no, but I, I, I'll, I'll give him a seven fun. because the the one getting flipped again. You know, again, like I mentioned, he was doing well on the right wing during <laughs> in these last few games. Um, I got plot that. that. Sorry, it was nice, it's the nice new haircut. So my good. bad, my bad. Um, and I'm Rashford. A four, and I could go lower if I wanted to. And it, um, and the, and my issue with Rashford again, there's two main things: is he no longer takes people on, and I don't know what's going on with that. That is outside of even the effort thing. You you no longer have your style of play that gave you the name that you've had in your good seasons. Um, and then yeah, the effort. It goes back. I think I think Sean talked about it a lot. I'm not sure if if Reece did as well. Um, you're playing for Manchester United, and you're one of the academy guys. You should be the last person given up yeah. when you have a Manchester United shirt on your back, and you are the first person given up. It seems every game. So yeah, him, McTomin- him, McTominay are the two that I said earlier on. They've got no. They've. They, it's, it's almost as if they've forgotten what it means. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So, today, uh, and and only today. I'm not going to speak about other performances, but today Rashford was as useful as the letter G in lasagna. As little Wayne said, G is moving silent like lasagna. Right, we've done an hour. Um, just quick one from Jarvis. Question for the panel. Uh, what do you believe is the root players our struggle to maintain possession of <laughs> abilities or ten hags instructions? For me, it's players. Simple as that. Players' okay. abilities and players' mental. I get. But I talk about that. Back, if you I go back, twenty-five. If you go back like twenty-five minutes, you'll hear my five ten-minute rant on what I think is wrong with the football. That's what I would suggest. <laughs> Sean, what do you think, pal? I agree. To- totally agree. I'd love to see. <laughs> I wouldn't love to see Reese's pajamas collection anyway. But what I what I would love to see is Ten Hag. Getting a good chance with with players that are hungry to win for mm. not only so him the club but the so shot, and I yeah. think we'd see a completely different animal. And I think everybody that's saying ten hag out would be saying, if, "What did I say that for?" That, if, that's yeah. I if think we I had think eleven players that ran like Hoyland, holy shit! Well, watch out, watch out for Mister Harry Kane. I think he comes back to the mm. Premier League in the summer. Whether he comes oh. to us or not, I don't know, but I think he comes back to the Premier League. Guys, we've done an hour. Uh, you've been uh, absolutely brilliant, actually, because I came on feeling depressed and suicidal. You guys have cheered me up immensely, so thank you, uh, the three of you. Uh, just a quick reminder before we do go, thank you for everybody who's been in the comments. My apologies for not um, interacting with you as much as we should. But when you've got uh, good football knowledge on the panel, plus Reese, it's... Uh, it's different. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> When you've got when you've got great football knowledge on the panel, um, I was good. Want... I've got I've got I've got a response for that comment. Well, no, you, are, I know. Oh. Uh, you want to hear what they've got to say, and sometimes when you've got a free flowing panel like I've had tonight, it's a lot easier just to uh, to listen. So uh, I hope you don't mind on that one, guys. Quick reminder that uh, Devil's Advocate is partnered up with uh, Manchester Mind. Yeah, uh, there is a text number uh, along the bottom of the screen. Please dig deep. Please, please dig deep and check on everybody and anybody. If people aren't uh, been in chats, group chats, anything like that, please swing out. Yeah, um, I came out of the cryo chamber for tonight for one appearance only, yes. a very rare one. So don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel. You'll see a lot more of the lads and maybe some more of me. And don't just drop comments. Keep the love yeah. coming. There's a there's a campaign to bring Sean back on a more regular basis. Thank you, Hammer. As usual, where can people find you on your socials, pal? Um, like always, I'm mostly on Twitter or X or however you want to call it now, Hammer United. And um, just like I've been saying ever since I've been on now with all the Manchester Mind stuff, if you need also some stuff to listen to, some motivation, check out my link in my bio as well. Superb. And Sean, where can people get hold of you? Um as few places as possible you'll get me at that handle on twitter on tiktok um and uh, you know come into a group chat near you i'm sure and uh, mr weekly steel chair uh well first of all you can find sean at sean unshowable because half the time he isn't showing um yeah you can find me below 
you can find me below uh, Weekly Steel Chair uh, on YouTube as well. <laughs> it's also on Twitch. Um, and you can also find me now and again when I can be arsed uh, on X because nobody calls it Twitter anymore. Apparently, Devil's Rising, I'm the only one. So, fuck, fuck the performance. Good lads. Good show. <laughs> and you can use and abuse me at, at Stu Woolley as usual. This has he been. Yeah, I, I, do, I do love it. This has been the Devil's Advocate. Thank you, guys. Thank you ever so much. Honestly, you've been a, a great Philip for me tonight, and I hope you've been a great Philip for everybody who's tuned in and watched. And thank you again for your comments. I'm not quite sure what's coming up during the week. Uh, are you guys? Are you guys back on Wednesday, Sean? Jonathan, is he back on Wednesday? I'm, ass- I'm assuming these show will be ahead. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I couldn't see any reason why it wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, superb. And there'll be a preview, I'd imagine, either Friday or Saturday. I don't know when we play. I'll have to have a look. Actually, before we go, depending on what happens tomorrow, Evan will be on that show Wednesday. So Evan might be in a potential, I'm hoping not, but Evan might be in a bad mood Wednesday. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> Isn't the Mickey Mouse Cup tomorrow? Yep. Because yep. so... we're not in it, it's the Mickey Mouse Cup as far as we're concerned. So. Yep. Yeah. And depends on what happens for Evan tomorrow. If his team loses, he is going to run or get caught by Julio. We'll, we'll find out. We will find out. Guys, uh, once again, thank you ever so much. Um, this is Devil's, Devil's Advocate Podcast, and we are out of here. Take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.